Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. Want to do a podcast? Actually, I think it's time we sync up with someone else. I am Mish from Transform with Mish and welcome to Sync Ups with Psycho Chats, a space for women to be educated, empowered and inspired. I have enjoyed talking to you so much and I feel actually quite sad this is the last episode for us. But today I want to talk to you about what happens when you feel ready to heal and commit to investing into yourself either through therapy or, or coaching. And what I really hope for you to get from this episode is a lot of clarity and reassurance that healing is possible and that you deserve to be happy and free and that you don't have to live in pain and suffering just because of what happened to you. When my clients come to me asking for help, they usually have two things in common that brought them all the way to me. For one, they feel like they have had enough and can no longer continue feeling the way they have been feeling. This is because they either feel stuck on their path towards fulfillment and contentment and or they have hard time reaching peace within. With parts of themselves that cause them pain, that experience traumas and that in some ways led them to disconnection with themselves. And the other thing that they have in common is fear. Fear of the unknown and fear of reconnecting with those parts that have been shamed. Perhaps also fear of potential truth and discomfort, which at times is very hard to face. Personally, I do believe that to dive into deep inner work and start working on uncovering past traumas and pain in order to grow and let go of anything that doesn't serve you does require courage and as one of my favorite author, Brené Brown, says, courage is not about lack of fear. Those who are courageous feel fear, face fear, but do it anyway, despite not knowing what the outcome may be. And so if you have previously considered investing into deeper work or coaching or therapy, this shows you your desire to want to commit to yourself and face whatever there is that is no longer good for you. But you might have also thought that you are not ready because it didn't feel good. Now, looking for that feel good sign is in reality your body trying to seek some familiarity and comfort, which unfortunately contradicts how growth happens, which is through discomfort. And so looking for that fear in order to take that step towards committing yourself is almost a recipe for disappointment because it won't happen. Inner work can be uncomfortable and therapy can be emotionally draining. Life coaching can be challenging because at the end of the day, you are accessing memories and parts of you that went through certain experiences that were associated with unsafety and source of your meaning and definition of who you are as a person. But when we talk about trauma, most people imagine something extremely traumatic, such as death or assault or physical attack. But the term trauma is so much more complex and wider term than what we think we know. And that is anything too stressful and challenging for your body to respond to and managed at the time of 
your first experience with it. If it was presented as a great threat and unsafety to your body and essentially forced your body to fight, flight or freeze, is considered as traumatic experience. Now, anything that is processed and responded to as a threat is stored in your body as that memory, even if it has nothing to do with threat and unsafety and dying, but the body remembers it that way and then carries it through your childhood to your adulthood. And these wounds from flight or fight responses are then poked and triggered through similar experiences that remind you and your body of the threat and show up as different ways of behavior that is protective, however, also unhelpful in allowing you creating healthy connections with yourself and others through navigating life and functioning in a healthy way. In coaching and therapy, the aim is to explore these wounds and bring more awareness on the behaviors that may be unhelpful and learn to reconnect with those parts of you that are too protective and stop you from growing and expanding through different areas of your life. Whilst therapy focuses more on the past and helps you to make sense of past events and raise your awareness around them, in coaching you learn to work with helpful tools that allow you to build on the raised awareness and respond and change the behavior patterns. Doing the inner work can often make us feel hopeless, like we're on a never-ending journey and it brings up a lot of challenging emotions as we are tapping into our deep wounds. And at times, I have clients expressing and being tired of doing the deep work and that they just simply can't be bothered anymore. There's a lot of frustration that is showing up for them. This is normal. Because just like you don't wake up every day feeling enthusiastic and happy or don't always feel like exercising or eating your veggies, you won't always feel like working on yourself and staying in discomfort at long times. The most important thing, though, is that you continue showing up for yourself in the long term and continue coming back to it when you give yourself a breather. I don't want you to think that doing the work is just black or white, though, because like everything, it has many layers. And I think it's important that you get the idea of what to expect. And once you decide you want to commit, you go into it with clarity. So I wouldn't want you to think too much that it would be all unicorns and rainbows because that will be detrimental to your decision fatigue and expectations. But once you make the decision to step into this place, it's a decision for life, whether you want it or not. Because what often happens is once you get pulled into wanting to know more, wanting to get to know yourself more and look deeper within, that is it's very uncommon to lose interest at all. But I don't also want you to think that if you do make the decision to commit to yourself and to personal development, you will spend the rest of your life sitting in pain because you want to explore your past traumas. Before I continue, I also would like to clarify that and remind you that your traumas do not define you. Nothing that you ever had to experience defines who you are at your core. But certain attachments to those experiences and meanings can give you the sense that they are part of you. And I completely understand why. There's a whole other side of therapy and coaching that you may not see, which is worth the energy and investment. And I feel like it is often not talked about enough 
or is, but perhaps is quite misleading. I really, really believe that we do experience things for a reason. However, I also believe that some things should just never happen. And no matter how much perspective or point of view you get on it, it's okay to say, you know what? I am not grateful for having to go through that. And I am not grateful for that happening to me. Toxic positivity is, in my opinion, one of the worst enemies of reaching peace with not only your past, but also anything in present that can often be perceived as negative, including emotions and thoughts and experiences. And toxic positivity also doesn't help to address what's happening in reality within you and only works as a distraction from the real source of discomfort, which can be anger or sadness and loneliness or feelings of betrayal and anything that's hard to navigate through. And the truth is that in many cases, we go through a whole lot of transformation after experiencing significantly stressful events. And that isn't necessarily positive or negative. It just is. And in psychology, this concept of gaining psychological change as a result of traumatic experience is called post-traumatic growth. Now, not everyone who experiences traumatic event will go through post-traumatic growth. So whilst growth does not occur as a direct result of trauma, it is more about the individual's struggle with the new reality in the aftermath of trauma that is crucial in determining the extent to which post-traumatic growth occurs. There are factors that play an important part in this process, such as openness, personality type, and support system, and also the willingness to creating new beliefs. This phenomenon of post-traumatic growth that is continuously being explored deeper despite adapting thousands of years of old elements from various religions offers a different perspective on experiencing trauma or, or very stressful experiences and their influence on your life experience. So when we talked about self-empowerment in the previous episode, I explained that self-empowerment is about taking yourself out of the victim position and essentially choosing how you want to respond to external challenges and adapt based on what is good for you and what you want. And so the main point is that you always have a choice, even in situations that are out of your control you can decide how you are going to respond to that. So when you can't change a situation, the only thing that is left to change is you, yourself. The tricky part of this process, though, is that we naturally want to avoid any discomfort related to our emotions and thoughts, especially. But it is through letting go of those fears of what we will discover if we go there that shifts us towards growth. And that's the hard part. Naturally, we don't want to do that. And naturally, if we attempt doing that, it's going to feel very unsafe. So we automatically stop ourselves from doing that. And this requires a lot of consciousness. But if you are wondering what is the potential growth as a result of trauma, psychologists established five ways of growth 
uh, they did that through self-reporting scale assessments and narrowed these shifts, these transitions into five sections. And those are changed relationships with others, which means the ability to create better connections and relate to others, new possibilities for life, which means that you may adapt new priorities, directions. And this is this is very much about developing new interests and seeking and getting clarity on your purpose or meaning of life. And the next one is great appreciation of living. I think this is quite self-explanatory, especially if you experience anything like losing a loved one or going through a major accident, you really gain very, very different perspective on life and, and you start appreciating little things more. And the last two are greater sense of personal strength and spiritual or existential change. So you go through a process where not only you start questioning your being more, but even the world around you, but you also prove yourself that you are so much stronger than you thought you were. And all these steps essentially project into your behavior, but also beliefs and how you adapt to new challenges and adversity, which is part of the aftermath process after the trauma. And perhaps you can pause for a moment now and reflect on your experiences and ask yourself whether any of these elements that I just mentioned or shifts or transformations, whatever you want to call it, did show up in your life at some point in a past and whether there could be a connection to something that you had experienced prior to it. An example of one of these transition growth ways could be the concept of rumination. Rumination, if you don't know, is a coping strategy where your mind tries to make sense of events over and over again. And rumination on its own isn't very helpful, despite feeling like it's helpful, because what it does, it sends signals that give your body the sense of, I'm finding a solution for you. Let me think about this again and again. I, I need to understand why and what happened. And that brings calmness and certainty to your body, which your body loves. But rumination on its own can be intrusive and repetitive and it really brings you no outcome. It is a very common response after experiencing something very stressful and with the right support system and helpful tools for self-expression can actually lead you to tap into parts of you that you haven't accessed before and provide you with great ability of compassion that you didn't even know it existed. And this kind of shows you it really depends on the context and it really depends on the perspective and the point of view that we take when we're working with the responses to our trauma. I don't want you to think that the purpose of the post-traumatic growth concept is to invalidate your experience or the pain you went through, because it's not, it's quite the opposite. It, the aim is to give you hope based on psychological research that trauma does not have to control your life and that you don't have to live in pain and suffer because of what happened to you. It allows you to shift your energy and focus to areas that can help you expanding and growing in ways that perhaps you had no idea were possible. And gaining resilience and compassion or better connection with yourself, or being able to step into greater purpose and understand the meaning of life for you 
can make significant shift in your life experience and allow you to step into empowerment and ownership of your life. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. And if you listened to all my episodes from the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate you. And if my episodes resonated with you, head over to my Instagram at TWM underscore coaching and follow for more. And please make sure to share Cycle Chats podcast with other women that you think deserve a little bit of empowerment and community of like-minded women. And we really hope you sync up with us next time.